Welcome to the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast, where we chat all about gardening and self-sufficiency. We are Jackie and Laura, two sisters who live in Utah and Idaho, and who love to talk about self-sufficiency skills. We're glad you're here. Come learn along with us. Hey! Hey! <laughs> um, so fun. I'm so excited to talk about some really fun topics today. Yeah, this will be fun. I know. Um, love to start by talking about garlic, all things garlic, because okay. <laughs> as you know, Laura, my one of my favorite foods on the planet is garlic. I am a garlic garlic, what do you call that? Like when you love garlic a ton. I don't want to say uh-huh. garlic phobia, but that's <laughs> a garlic alcoholic, thank you. Um, I'm a garlicaholic. When a recipe says, "Hey, chop up two things of garlic, two cloves of garlic," I'm like, "Uh, put in six or eight. Like, I'm always doubling or tripling the garlic in my recipes because it's my favorite, one of my favorite flavor profiles. And I know it is mm-hmm. for you too. It's it's one of our absolute favorites. Yeah. Um, and I know when a couple of years ago, I was at your house one day and you had told me you were kind of like, you were in this really cool space. Right. And you were like really trying to practice, like, like creating one meal per week of all the food that you had produced in your own garden to like create a sustainable meal once a week. And I was like, that is so inspiring. And as we were talking about that, you told me that the first meal, the first food that you ever became fully sustainable in was garlic. And I was like, what? Cause in my mind at that time, garlic was this really abstract, Thing to grow I didn't know anything about it and then you then you explained it to me and all of a sudden I was like I can see why you were sustainable with that one first yeah so, super cool love to hear about your story with the garlic uh-huh. and then how you actually do the sustainability thing or how you even just to grow garlic how you plant it okay cool um yeah so it was the one of the first things that I had what I mean by sustainable is that I was able to grow enough garlic that I didn't have to purchase any any garlic at the grocery store for an entire year. And my stored garlic lasted until my next harvest. So that's, that's so what cool. I mean by sustainable. So I was able to grow an entire year supply of garlic of what we were using. So that was cool. super cool. So I think the two that I was the most sustainable on was garlic and pickles. So I had yeah. had a bumper crop of cucumbers and I was um, had stored enough cute um cucumbers and pickles that i didn't have to buy any at the store that's a really cool feeling to me to be able to like i have enough of this that i don't need to buy anything at the grocery store super fun so that's kind of what's inspiring to me is to work toward goals like that in our gardening efforts to be more um, self-sufficient and um that is what we're really passionate about is self-sufficiency and working toward that and be able to to know how to do that better in our lives. Um, yeah, so I started growing garlic many, many years ago. And at first I was just learning how the process went and what worked and what didn't, right? And then I gradually built, and then I, one year I planted a whole bunch of garlic and it lasted almost the entire year. So the next year I was like, okay, goal. My goal for the year is to grow enough garlic that I don't have to plant any or buy any at the store, sorry. And then, um, And I like was able to hit that goal. And then now I grow enough to be able to sell as well. So that's really fun. 
So what a cool thing, like to see that progression in your story, right? Like, uh-huh. I don't know how many years it took you to kind of grow and learn about it, but then you grew more the following year and you had right. not quite enough for the whole year, but like what a learning process. And, and then That's the right. next year, a new goal based on that in that input from the previous uh-huh. year. And you're like, Oh, okay. If I want to have this for the whole year, then we need to increase it to this. Uh-huh. And then you've increased it even more to the point where you can, you have excess and you can sell to other people. Like what a, what a cool thing to like, just hear about that story and the progression, right? Cause so often uh-huh. we get in our own worlds right? and we're like, this is what we need to do. And we get so frustrated because the goal hasn't been hit or something failed. The first time I remember ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're so hard. And I on will us. say like a lot of my gardening goals fail. So like, yes. There's many times that I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to plant that. And like the insects take over, right? So, (laughs) well, clearly that one didn't work out. (laughs) And in those times, I'm super grateful that I do have grocery stores, that I'm not dependent on only what I grow, but (laughs) that I think it's good to work on these skills and to build them. I will say the first garlic that I planted was just straight from the grocery store. I bought a head at the grocery store and I broke it apart into cloves and I planted it. And that was my first garlic. Because that's all it is. Experience. Like, and you can totally do that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that you can do that. Right. So that's fun. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. And then eventually I was like, I kind of want to know the variety that I'm growing. Oh. Um, because there's two different types of garlic. There's one that's, um, it's called a hard neck garlic and one is a, a soft neck, neck garlic and I was really interested in growing garlic that I could braid and hang up the beautiful great ba- braided garlic and um, store that that way so um, I had a couple of types Wait, of garlic time out really quick yeah. so like because if people have never grown garlic all they know is like the little bulb in the grocery store yeah. right or like minced garlic in a jar for sure um, and that's what you get after you process the garlic but when you grow it and it's coming out of the ground it actually grows this big giant stock mm-hmm. green stock and that's what she's talking about like you can braid yes um, so, exactly right so. the garlic head has um a stem that comes out the top with all the leaves the, yeah. the foliage at the top and um the the hard neck garlic has a really thick it's pretty woody in the center of it and it grows up and you can't braid that because it's like hard as a rock so what, the only thing you can do with hard neck garlic is to cut off the neck, cut off the, the top, and just store them in a bowl, which is totally fine, too. It's, they store wonderfully that way. But I wanted to create garlic braids. So I think they're beautiful, and I was really inspired by them. So I set out to find soft neck garlic. Cool. And specifically, um, you can braid any soft neck garlic, but I specifically wanted a certain kind, and it's called Inchilium red garlic. And um, I don't know why I wanted that variety, but that was the one that was like inspiring to me. So I actually found some at like like my my local farmer's market. And I think I bought like 12 or 15 heads from the guy. And I was like, this is perfect. It's local. It's like from a farmer and it's the variety that I want. If you buy it online, it's quite expensive. Wow. like you're probably going to pay around fifteen dollars for like for like two or three heads of garlic. Sure. 
um, or yeah, something in that range, $30 for that. Anyway, some, it's pretty pricey. Um, so, and you can do it that way for sure. The beautiful thing about garlic is you're going to grow one clove is going to grow into a head and that will produce, you know, 10 to 15 new cloves. And then the next year you can plant those new ones and you're just getting more and more garlic. So that's what I did. I bought my Enchilean red heads from the guy at the farmer's market and I, I grew it out. And then the next year I had, you know, like 10 times that much and it just keeps perpetuating and getting more and more to the point that you can eat some and share some and, you know, all the things. So yeah. that's oh, what that's I did. Cool. And yeah, now I can grow it. And um, maybe you can just share like your experience with growing garlic yeah. in a minute, and then we'll oh, talk man. about some tips and tricks and things like that. It's right, really right. easy, to, easy to grow. Super easy. Right. Super easy. So this is where I'm at. Um, Lara is, uh, she's a much more advanced gardener than I am. I've always she's desired been doing to, it longer. That's all. Yeah, she's been doing <laughs> it longer than I have. Um, and so a couple of years ago, I started my own baby garden, a little garden box that I was growing. And that is another story for another day. But I'm actually borrowing some neighbor's land at the moment because I don't have any land of my own. Um, and so I have some really gracious neighbors that have let us put um, a garden bed on their property that they don't really use so much. So um, so when I first started this about two years ago, um, I was really excited, but it was like right in the middle of the summer. Um, and the first year we were just doing the normal gardening things. I wasn't even thinking about garlic. Laura and I kept talking. I kept calling Laura like, what do I do with this? How do I figure this out? Like, <laughs> it's it a lot of fun. A lot of learning mm -hmm. that went on in that first, first year. First year's always year. a lot of learning. Yep. <laughs> Um, learned a lot of cool lessons. So year two came around and had some successes, had some failures, learned a lot about that, learned more about my soil, um, different lessons that came along with year two. And then at the, at the end of the year, because I was so focused on like spring and summer gardening that by the end of the year, I was like, oh, I, because I had such limited space that I wanted to utilize the space really, really efficiently as much as I could. And knowing Laura's story about the garlic and being sufficient with it, self-sufficient with it, um, like that that was one of the first things that she was self-sufficient with um, or sustainable with, like it just really inspired me. And I was like, I love garlic so much. I want to be that same way if I can, or like at least plant some garlic. So I called Laura and I was like, um, I have no idea how to plant garlic, but this is what I want to do. And she just taught me. It was so simple. Um, she said, go to the store, go wherever. I think I... I can't remember if I ended up at my farmer's market or if I just bought some garlic at the grocery store. Either way, right. I think I probably did a variety of the two. I think I bought a couple of heads at the farmer's market, but it was a little, it was pretty pricey, um, the garlic that I had access to at the farmer's market. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to spend my whole take-home paycheck on garlic, you know, right. kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, not, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but um Anyway, it doesn't matter. So she taught me how to um, just to break apart the little clove because I don't ever use like minced garlic in a jar. I've never, ever been that person. I, I always take like a head of garlic when I'm <clears throat> cooking and um, chop it or mince it up or crush it with my garlic yeah. press or something. And P.S. garlic presses are one of the best tools in the kitchen for fresh garlic. If you don't have one, go and get yeah, it. I like using a microplane zester and I just mm. read it real quick too. So that's that's fun. I don't think I've ever done that with garlic, but 
That's a good idea. <laughs> so I mean, it's easier to clean than my garlic uh, press, but I do have oh, really? My garlic press is so simple for me. Anyway, okay. Yeah, whatever works. Um, <laughs> I know it's so great. So um, yeah, so she taught me just to take the little garlic cloves because to educate you, a garlic head is the whole entire thing, like you know the, the round part. And then the garlic clove is the individual piece. If you didn't know that, then there's that. Um, in Spanish, I speak Spanish. And in, in Spanish, the word for the clove is actually a tooth. So it's a garlic tooth, which makes a lot more sense oh. to me. Like, it's like a little tooth. You look like teeth, yes. You look like teeth. So. <laughs> clove, teeth, whatever you want to call it. Oh. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, so she just told me how far apart to space them. And the cool thing was, is she said, oh, plant them in the fall they'll over like they'll stay in the ground over winter and I was like what I had no idea you could do that with some food so she's like oh yeah no problem so I planted my garlic in the fall and she helped me figure out how soon before the frost date I needed to plant them because she taught me that they had to start the green part has to start coming poking up out of the ground we need to establish their roots first yes before they could nope. yeah so we did that and then she said that the next spring they would come up and continually grow and um and then I think by June or July roughly midsummer you would have garlic ready to go and I was like that is so cool so I planted yeah. my garlic on that note I've I planted garlic in the spring and in the fall and um in the spring they they grow as well and um but you're gonna get teeny tiny heads oh they're gonna be little if you plant them in the fall they have lots of root strength that develops over the winter and then they mm -hmm. just start growing when they're ready in the spring and they create big huge heads you do not it's tell recommended me recommended to plant them in the fall cool you can plant them in the spring but um it works way better if you plant them in the fall i had no idea usually in our area which is utah and idaho we usually it's usually best to do like end of September, mid-October. So kind of right in that range. Cool. Cool. Very good. I did not know that. that that's the reason why. I think it was just the timing of when I was calling and asking. You're like, oh, you should plant it like right now. Mm -hmm. It was roughly in that in that time window. So yeah. that's cool to know. Good. That's been my experience anyway. <clears throat> no, and that's great. That's super great. So um yeah, no, and then I planned on taking care of them in the spring, and I completely forgot to take care of my garlic in the spring, and it got really hot really quick that year, and my garlic died. It was so oh. sad. It went out, because they were, they were growing the first little bit of the spring, and then I think it just got really hot really quick, and I forgot to water, because I wasn't, I had nothing else in the garden, and I just wasn't in the habit of watering. So they died, but fast forward a couple of months and I didn't plant anything much during that set growing season. We had really hot temperatures all summer and ended up being kind of in a drought and just really struggling with the watering of people's lawns and all things. But I didn't know that. I just wasn't really feeling super strong about doing a garden that year. And so I chose not to and fast forward, found out about the drought and stuff. I'm like, oh, good thing. Like, okay, good choice. But um as the summer started cooling off, I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to plant more of like fall crops. And so I started planting some garlic, not garlic, 
some carrots and some beets and some lettuce and some kale stuff that likes cooler weather crops or that's shorter cycle. Mm-hmm. So I planted some. And then a few weeks later, I went out to like water them and to weed and to take care of them. And I had to call Lara because I was like, what the heck is this green thing growing in my garden? <laughs> I had to fate, like do a video chat with her. And we, I mean, it took us a minute to try and figure it out. She was like, did you plant like grasses or wheat or something? And I said, no, never planted anything right here like that she's like well it's flat she was trying to figure it out based on the botanic like the botany of the plant (laughs) and she said take off a little piece of it and taste it and so I did I ripped a teeny little piece off the top of the green part and I was like what that is garlic like it was very very garlicky so it turns out I don't know if some of my garlic just hadn't sprouted in the last fall or in the spring or whatever but they were sprouting now yeah and loving life it right probably now. just went dormant and right I, so one year i forgot i didn't get my garlic out of the ground soon enough like in the spring? It, you're supposed to, yeah um many years ago i didn't dig it out and so the cloves just broke apart slightly and then i had a whole bunch of garlic grow up like all together and like they were creating their own bulbs um yeah but they don't they don't work very well when they're tight together like that they weren't going to create heads interesting so yeah don't leave your garlic in as the entire head huh you have to dig it up and like space them out if you want to be able to create a head because they need room interesting yeah so weird huh interesting one cool thing that i learned through the garlic growing process and lara you're probably like three thousand steps beyond this but i'm more of a novice at this point and so interesting with the garlic um there's the there's kind of the bottom end and the top end of a garlic clove and if you've never noticed the top and bottom end of a garlic clove next time you see your garlic check it out so um the bottom end is where it all kind of comes together at the bottom of the clove or the head of the clove and then the top is the pointy part at the very Mm -hmm. top that's where the sprouty part comes up the greens come up out of the, the ground and the bottom is where the roots grow and so if you want to accelerate your what I learned, I did some YouTube research because I love YouTube and you can actually take your garlic clove and put them in a little jar of water inside your house to kind of sprout them first before you plant them. But you have to make sure that the root part is down because them being in the water will activate their roots growing mm-hmm. and then you can transplant them outside. And I was like, that is so cool. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And the same mechanism happens if you stick them in the ground, the roots grow first. Yes. It absorbs all the water that creates roots first, and then it's going to send up a green stalk. Right. Out the tip. Yeah. You want to do a science experiment with your kids or something? Like, start sure. in your fridge yeah. or in your counter stock. Right. When I say in your fridge, like, grab a little mason jar or a little glass container, put a little water in it, and stick the little garlic clove right. in there, bottom side down, and see what happens over time. Right. Fun. Watch it grow. Yeah. And I guess we could talk about, like, how you plant garlic. Like, what's the. What are the steps if somebody wanted to plant sure. it, right? So sure. um, I love growing garlic because it's so easy. I love things that I can plant. They take care of themselves and then you dig them up. They're, it's like super, one of the easiest things you'll grow. And the fun thing is that you can plant them in the fall when you're not really like in major planting mode. So it's right. just nice to pretty hands off. Yeah, that's what I've noticed about garlic, too. It's really, really simple to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and not a lot of pests and things like that, because 
treat nobody them. likes to i mean insects don't like to eat garlic strong and so, potent right in fact it's a good pest deterrent right <laughs> that's cool and on another note i'm sorry to interrupt you but okay thing, um if you've ever heard of people talking about eating spring garlic like that's maybe like the Do little garlic? spring garlic spring garlic yeah yeah so it's like um they actually like you can actually eat the green part right. of the garlic because it's very very garlicky but it's not as potent as the garlic clove yes but you get that in the spring like Lara was saying if you plant it in the fall it starts growing intensely a lot more intensely in the spring and you can use that like chop it up and Mm -hmm. salads or in your sautés or whatever and that's what spring garlic is and i think you can eat the garlic close too but they're just going to be smaller yeah you won't get as strong of a head yeah but anyway back to you cutting off the leaves but yeah 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 i know it's like yeah that's like a kind of a specialty food but right right it's not common that you hear it's gonna be a little more mild than the than the clove part yeah right yeah yeah so if you wanted to plant garlic you need to get some garlic because um, garlic is not grown by seed like most vegetables are. It actually clones itself. So think about that. That's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's an exact clone of the parent plant. Cool. So whatever you plant, it's going to grow that exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so you're going to get, like we talked about, the head and you're going to break it into its little parts and pieces. And then you want to make sure the, the pointy ends are pointing up. So you're going to dig a hole. Take off the, the paper husky part. Um, I usually leave the paper on because I feel like it protects the, the plant hmm. from the moisture. Ooh. And it's a pain to peel. So <laughs> I just save myself work. I just break it into pieces and leave the paper on and plant it that way. But do you peel yours? You don't honestly remember what I did. I probably peeled them. Hmm. I think it would work if you peel it too, but I just feel like it, like nature would plant it with the paper on. Sure. And so I'm like, I'm not going to go through the effort to peel it if it wants to be planted with the paper on, right? Sure. Yep. So I just break it apart. Super simple. You can just, um, yeah, break them apart with your fingers. And then you're going to plant, dig a hole probably about two inches deep. And you're going to stick it down in the bottom with the root side down and the pointy side up. If you happen to do the opposite, the plant will like still grow roots and it will still send a shoot up because plants are smart like that, right? But you're gonna wanna help it out by getting the root side down and the pointy side up, like we talked about. And then you're gonna wanna space them probably about four inches apart in all directions. So Mm -hmm. I usually just make a grid in my planting area, I just, you can like get a stick and like smash down a hole. You can dig a hole, whatever works for you. But basically just make a hole and space them about four inches apart and then make a grid, like a grid pattern. Just stick them all in there and then cover them up. And like we said, plant them in our area about mid-September, end of September, beginning uh, mid-October. So sometime in that range. And how often do you need to water them? Um, if it's still hot in September and October, I'd water them a little bit, like probably every week or two, but they don't need a lot of water there. Um, if you winter, we're going to get a lot of, a lot, a lot more moisture, like rain and snow. 
So they'll have plenty over the winter. You don't need to water them in the wintertime. In the spring, I plant mine in the garden and I can't grow anything without automatic watering. So mine just starts getting watering then too, but probably once a week when it starts getting the higher temperatures, move up to twice a week or three times a week. But, um, but then you'll see in the spring, you probably won't see a lot of activity in the wintertime unless they happen to grow a little bit above the ground. You might see some green sprouts, but they're okay. And then they'll die back in the winter. And then in the spring, they'll just start growing, like probably even before you notice anything out there. Before, before I get out in the garden, my garlic's already up. Um, and so it just grows when it needs to, and it's going to grow a big, long stalk. Um, it grows leaves out, and each of those Ooh. leaves goes to a clove. So the more leaves on it, the bigger your head's going to be. Cool. So that's a little tip. You can kind of know how your garlic is growing based on how Where many leaves are happening. I yeah. just thought it grew like a straight-up stalk. That's all I thought it grew. Uh, it grows up, and then it has branches out. Cool. And each one of those is connected to, it's giving energy to one clove. Okay. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And then probably midsummer, June or July, you'll notice that the leaves start to turn brown. Okay. And when you start seeing the brown leaves on it or like the tops tipping over, things mm -hmm. like that, that's when it's time to, to dig it. Um, you can just grab the top and pull it. I usually get a shovel and give it a little bit of um, lift just so that I don't rip off the tops and things like that. If it's soft nut garlic, I like to let it dry for um, a week or two. And, and then I peel off some of the brown outside that's starting to dry out. And then I um, have a soft inner like green stem and I just lay those together as best I can. And I, semi-braid them I've tended to use um like some twine or some rope or something like that just to give it a little more strength you so you can just braid the tops and they should stay together but I usually tie some twine around it just to give it some extra strength and then I usually hang mine in my pantry you can hang them in a spare bedroom like whatever wherever you want them to be in the garage and I just stick a nail in the wall and just tie a loop on my twine and, and just hang it up. That's, that's usually what I do. But there's lots of ways to break garlic. Cool. And what do you mean by drying your garlic? So um, it's called curing. And we do this with a lot of plants, especially in the fall. So squash, potatoes, garlic, things like that, that we're going to cure. And that all that means is you're going to leave it in a place that it can get some airflow for a little while so it just gives the chance the plant a chance to like um get a stronger outer uh, yeah, side, outside right. you know yeah and not mold because that's too much moisture so i usually just leave mine on a table outside in my on my patio or you can like bring them in and leave them out laid out on a table okay. something like that so you just want to leave them um some people hang them from a fence post you just want them to have some airflow just so that the outside can get a little crusty. Okay. And you've talked about, I mean, I know we're talking about other plants at the moment, right, too, but with yeah. this curing process, but potatoes, you've mentioned to me in the past, like you can just put them in a cardboard box and mm -hmm. kind of put them in a dark space to like give them that airflow. It's so like cardboard boxes yeah. are great. 
Everything stores differently and you kind of have to learn those as you go. But I usually just put my potatoes in a cardboard box. Garlic. Um, so after I braid it, I usually cut off all the uh, the roots just be, just oh. to tidy it up. So I peel off one layer of the, of the papery husk. And then I cut off the roots and braid the rest. And I cut off a lot of the leaves at the top just to eliminate some of the plant material. So I'm really just left with the, the head, the green stem, and like no roots on the bottom. And it makes a really beautiful braid. You can leave the roots on. There's nothing wrong with that. Cool. You can even leave the papery husks on if you want to. It's just messier looking. But yeah. if you're not into the aesthetics, then like it doesn't matter. It stores fine with the paper on it. So cool. Yeah, that's good. And then like how I know you mentioned in your story, right? Like learning how long garlic lasts for. Like, do you mm -hmm. like once it's dried and cured and stuff, like does it really just last all year long? Yeah. It, like, like, I buy it doesn't it last for, for yeah, it probably does last for close to a year. Okay. probably around nine or ten months and you'll notice as as it gets longer and longer like you'll get some soft cloves yep. that have disintegrated and some that are still firm and so you're just gonna um like anything that we store you have to kind of like get rid of those parts that are not good anymore and just keep right. the the good parts so but yeah really like by the time you're to the end of your stored garlic it should be about time to harvest so you could go out and like oh, a new, a new, a new batch. Yeah. So by the time I'm to my end of my stored garlic, I can go out and like dig up a clove or two from the garden Wow. and go there. What I will say, when you first dig it up, it's actually pretty um, mild tasting. Oh, really? really? Interesting. It's not as strong when you first harvest it, if it's fresh. Wow. It gets stronger. It's really watery still. So it intensifies the longer it's stored because it dries out. Interesting. Like kind of, yeah. It's fascinating. Huh? I had no idea. Yeah. That's, again, that's been my experience, but it's, it's a little more mild when it's fresh. So Very, very, very cool. So total, this is a question I have for you. As you, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but like, I know your family of four, right? Two adult kids. Um, not that everybody's family is a family of four, but like just to sure. give people kind of a target to shoot for, mm -hmm. <clears throat> how much finances, you know, or like what's the investment amount in order to, to start off like growing a year's worth of garlic? Mm -hmm. Like what does that look like up front? And if obviously you can be growing enough to produce enough cloves to grow the next year, right? Like right. you can buy anymore, but like, Sure. What does that look like for years? Worth yeah, of I mean, it depends on how much you use it. So obviously you would oh, use more garlic true. than I would because you use right. it more, right? Right. And so, but like for me, if I use, I probably use a head of garlic a week. And it kind of depends on if you're cooking from scratch more or if you're true. canning pickles, you're going to use more garlic, right? Things like that. Right. So, um. Um, I would say also it depends on if you want to have a specific variety True. versus just grocery store garlic. So you can go to the grocery store and buy two heads for a dollar. And so the investment to plant enough for a whole year from grocery store garlic would be pretty small. Right. Meaning like you could go and spend $4 and have enough garlic for your entire year. 
Wow. For the following year when, it, when you harvest it, right? right? From there, you shouldn't have to buy anything because you should just, it perpetuates itself from there. But if you want a specific variety, I would probably do like a three-year plan. Me personally, this is what I would do. If I wanted a spe specific variety, I would find a place online or locally that I could get the variety. Um, I would order my garlic and I would probably start with one or two heads. And then first year, I would probably grow out a seed stock, meaning I would just let it, I would plant it like normal, like we talked about, the spaced out. And my two heads would now produce um, 10 times that. So now I'd have 100 heads. That oh, is sorry, wild. Two yeah. times 10. Sorry, 20 heads. 20. Oh, sorry. That's still wild to think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. So then 20 heads the following year. I would take that and I would plant that and I would multiply that by roughly 10, 10 cloves per head. Sometimes there's more than that in a, in a head, right? It's but um, So that would be 200 and that would be my year that I would have enough to eat. Mm -hmm. So by year two, the second harvest, you have enough to eat and then you save part of your harvest to plant the next year. So you're going to take wow. 20 cloves again. 20 heads again and plant your 200 for the next year Wow! and just keep going and going. So that's, that's how I would do it. I would just make a, a longer time period cool. rather than invest all the money up front. Although you can, okay. so you can buy 20 heads. It's just going to be, you know, crazy $80 Depending. of garlic or whatever. Yeah. Right. 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 Cause especially if you're buying, uh, even if grocery store garlic, like 20 heads of garlic is still, I mean, that's not, terrible it's maybe 10 bucks of garlic yeah, but, yeah you know. exactly yeah but so if, if you want to spend ten dollars at the grocery store or a hundred dollars online on specialty garlic then you know that's kind of where you're at if you wanted to be like fully self-sufficient in garlic for mm -hmm. family of four so but i think this brings up an interesting point right because it's like i think we have to start with the end in mind like what's your yeah. vision like what are you desiring right. for your family and you may that that evolves as every chapter of our for life sure. story, but it's like as you heard in Laura's story, the first year she just went to the grocery store and bought grocery store garlic garlic because she just wanted to grow garlic. Um, and then she learned. I just like seeing how things grow and trying yeah. things. So. Right. But then you got inspired by this other type of garlic I've never even heard of until today, honestly. There's um, a lot of varieties. That's just happens right. to be the one that I love. Right. It's I remember going really to, well for me. So. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to the farmer's market probably a year or two ago and seeing all the different garlic types. And I'm like, a little overwhelmed because there was like seven types on the table and I'm like uh, <laughs> you know I mean they're all garlic but yeah I get that so but start at the end in mind right like yeah what do you want for your family do you want something special or do you just want garlic like does that matter to you and right. be aware of right. I think I chose this variety because I heard that it was really good storage for storage uh, quality and I could break it so I knew that it so was those are be, important things to you that, yeah. that's what that was that's what I was looking for in a variety and there's lots of different kinds there's ones that are super pungent some that are mild some that are hard neck some that are um like like you've seen elephant clove heads, yes like have huge. giant cloves you know so just yep. depends on what your what your goals are and what you're looking for so i love that and it just yeah. i think what i'm trying to bring up is just like let's be conscious consumers right like let's sure. be let's be thinking about these things and conscious of what we're starting with because if you're doing a three-year plan you want to make sure that you're getting the garlic that you're going to be happy with three years down the road mm -hmm. or if you're putting 80 bucks For into sure. garlic get the garlic that you want you know? right right 
Yeah, super cool. Okay. Um, I did want to mention that I do have on, on my website, the carrotgal.com, there's a tab at the top called shop and you can click on that and it goes into my Etsy shop. And if I have garlic available, it's in there and it's that Enchilium red variety. So it, it's only available in the fall because that's when I grow it. So yep. if it's fall time and you want to jump in there and see if there's some available, you can do that and I will ship it to you. So there you go. Straight to your door. There you go. Um, any other questions about garlic? Oh, I know. I think that's... <laughs> we very well covered it. <laughs> I think garlic is a well-covered topic at this point. And um, we are talking to people that are in... What, like, what's our growing zone? I'm not an expert necessarily at like, the growing yeah, zone. Yeah, I'd have to look it up, too. I don't have it memorized. But okay, I we're kind of in the 5-6 range, somewhere in yeah. there. Um, so that's that's the temperate zone that we're talking mm -hmm. about. Um, if you're in a different climate zone, garlic obviously is going to be a different experience. You just have to plant it at a different time of year. Mm -hmm. You want to plant it about a month before, before your last, before your first frost date, or right at your first frost date. That kind of a time frame. So, so just adjust that based on your mm -hmm. time and talk to your local experts on if you have questions. <laughs> if you're in a different area than we are. Yeah, and let us know if you have questions about garlic too. I mean, we're happy to answer them in, in comments or chats or anything like that. So, or the Facebook group. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast. We invite you to join us in our private Facebook group to continue the conversation. You can find the group by clicking on the link in the show notes or by visiting carrotgal.com slash chats. We love to answer questions and see pictures of your gardens and other self-sufficiency projects that you're working on. Come join us in the group. Thanks for listening.